Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when it comes to the show. What's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2023 Ryder Cup in Rome, Italy, one of my favorite places I've ever been to on the face of the planet. I'd love to go back again, especially if there was golf involved. That'd be so much more fun. But uh, yeah, it looks like the, everything you see online looks great. You can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS. And my co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Should be an absolute blast of a week here. Um, coverage galore. Everybody that does follow golf found a way to get a free trip to Rome, a part of the package, which don't blame them one bit. It must be nice, so, yeah. Yeah, they got that one locked in. And, and the beauty of that is a little inside tip to those that don't know for some reason. So when they're not working, they still get to write off everything they do because it's a business trip. So um, they are living the absolute dream, a free trip to Rome for a yeah. week. Uh, so have fun with that. But, uh, yeah, it should, should be fun. Uh, how you been? What have you been up to? It's been a couple weeks. And uh, don't don't get too excited because, you know, we got the Ryder Cup this week. But Sanderson Farms is next week, so we will be back <laughs> doing regular DFS. Just wanted to bring that up real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a star-studded field coming off the, <laughs> oh, yeah, the Ryder, after the Ryder Cup. Cup. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, man, it's just, uh, you know, typical shit playing – uh, losing at uh, multiple forms of football, college football, NFL. And, um, yeah, excited about this week, man. I think this is going to be uh, a, a fun golf course, um, a fun event like it always is. The Ryder Cup is great. The one drawback for us, obviously, especially you, is the time difference. Um, you know, the, the the golf will be played a lot when we are asleep, unless you plan on staying up, staying up all evening, all night, and all morning. So, um that's the only bad thing about it but uh we'll have it back here in a couple years so we'll be able to you know watch it all when we when we have it back on u.s oil again yep we'll have it back in our world doing our thing which would be good but i'll watch the highlights i'll get the cliff notes i'll have fun with it and at least sunday finals they uh they start at like 2 30 my time so i'll get to catch most of those which is good but first two rounds not so much here uh let's get into it it is in rome and we'll talk about the course here in a minute but why don't you give us some past event history? Because those that live under a rock uh, might not know that Europe kicks the crap out of us over on their soil. Yeah. So last year was in the U.S. Whistling Straits. Uh, as you can see, if, if if you can read, if you're on YouTube and you can read my uh, hoodie back here, it was the Slaughter by the wa- Water, uh, nineteen to nine U.S. wins. The, so three years before that, it's supposed to be again in 2020. COVID happened, so 2021 for for la- for the last time that we had the Ryder Cup. Uh, so the last one before that was 2018. That was in France, La Golf National, uh, and the and the Europeans did win that one, 17 and a half to 10 and a half. 2016 was at Hazeltine, and that was a 17-11 victory by the United States. Back over in Europe, 2014, and uh, in Scotland at Glen Eagles. 16 and a half to 11 and a half winner for, for the Europeans. Um, and they also won this. This was their, the, the last of three straight for them because they won on us oil Medina, 2012, 14 and a half, 13 and a half. And then previously that in Europe in Wales, 
14 and a half, 13 and a half. Um, the U.S. did win on U.S. soil in Valhalla. Uh, but we have not won over there since 1993. Is it that recent? <laughs> yeah the so that is like at, over two, at, that's over 20 uh, 30 years ago 30 so, yeah. years ago now yes. <laughs> yeah we haven't won on uh europe some of you soil. listening they to the show won, we're not alive let's just put it that way they have won three times on u.s soil since the last time we won on european soil yeah i saw a tweet on tuesday that the last time the americans won on european soil there's a picture of Payne stewart in the Ryder cup gear bernard longer was winning a PGA mm-hmm. Tour events using a persimmon driver. Yeah, Tom Watson that, was the uh, the U.S. captain that year. That's just insane when you really, top, really, really sit back and think about it. The, the top point scorers were uh, Raymond Floyd and Payne Stewart for the U.S. Raymond Floyd, man, yeah, wow, that's I mean, uh, that's the wayback machine, folks. I'm assuming that's Raymond Floyd. It just says Floyd Stewart. It so should be. Saying. It should be Raymond assume, Floyd. Yeah. yeah, that that would. That would check the boxes, I, I would assume, as well. So we'll see how it goes this week as we have a fun one here as we go to um, Marco Simone. Uh, I've heard it pronounced many ways. I apologize. I would call it Simeone because I know Michael Simeone's a friend of mine, but it's pronounced differently in Italian. Um, I apologize. I am a dumb, um, a dumb American, as they <laughs> would say. So, yeah, just forgive me on that one. It's a golf and country club in Rome, Italy. It's a par 71, uh, around a little less than 7,200 yards. The last two Italian Opens have been held here, so you'll see a lot of uh, course comps or uh, past history there. Not many of the U.S. have ever played this course, let's put it that way. But a lot of Euros had, especially Nicholas Hogard loves this golf course. But um, the average score is a little over uh, a plus one almost there. The thing with this golf course is you have your, your plenty of par fives. You've got short par fours. There's at least three drivable par fours. Uh, water comes into play on eight of the holes. You have 75 to 80 bunkers. The the fairways are very narrow with very penal rough, though we have seen the rough has kind of gotten pushed out, so the more penal stuff's farther away. But, like, what a lot of people are saying is this course isn't, like, a treacherous golf course, but it's a shot maker's golf course. You have to think, like, do you want to go for the par four and one? There's a video of a – it was, like, a barely over 300-yard par four. I think it was the fifth – um, and Rory hit a three wood or five wood into the wind and landed on the green because Rory could hit a five wood into the wind, 300 yards, but you have to hit it over water. That's the catch. Like he took it on in a practice round. Now say Sunday when Europe's losing by three and you need Rory, does he pull five wood there in the wind and risk dumping it right out the gate? That's where match play gets fun. That's where yes, things change for sure. the, the dynamic of things. So like Vic Hovland has been quoted as saying, this course is the greatest is a great match play venue for those reasons. The the par fives go for it for two, or do you lay up strategically and have a great angle in to kind of secure a par at worst, most likely a birdie? Those type of scenarios, which love like Jesse and I talked about how much we love match play in general. Like I will play in most match play tournaments because I know I can compete with a lot of people within you know, five, six handicap points for me, just because if you get hot at the right time, your blow up holes, whatever, but you can compete. Match play becomes a very exciting thing for that regard. Um, they said it'd be a horrible like tournament course. That's why not every Italian opens here, but the gist of it is it's a gettable course. The gettable par fives, drivable par fours, par threes are what they are. Water comes into play. You got to stay in the fairway, obviously, to set up your next shot. If you can, st- if you can stay in the fairway and have a good approach game, 
Um, you're going to be very good. These are the best players in the world. So they all pretty much have pretty good approach games, you'd hope, for the most part. So then it comes down to putting, and it's past Fallen fairways, and it's like a blended bent type format on the green. Uh, greens are like medium sized green. They're not Pebble Beach small, but they're not gigantic link style greens either. And the weather looks to be beautiful this week. So it could definitely come into a short game slash putting situation. Um, Ian Poulter was recently quoted to say, and like, it's better to be a phenomenal short game player than a bomber off the tee in an event like this. And it made sense to me because I'm not a bomber, but like I said, I can compete in a lot of match play with similar players because I can short game them to death. And if you can put a, you know, a little wedge or a chip and punch it close, you put so much more pressure on your opponent. And that's what this game is all about is putting the pressure on them. If you can drain putts, that's why everybody always makes the, the Kisner jokes, but this is why the flip side Scheffler might be a liability this week. Like it could be a huge liability. If you can't make putts, it's a problem. So bottom line, this golf course, very gettable. We'll talk much more about it, but any other thoughts on this course? I know you've done some looking into it and whatnot as well. Yeah. Uh, I watched, uh, just one, I just watched one YouTube video on it. Rick Shields played it. Um, it just seems very long, pretty tight. Um, I know you said that they were going to be making some changes to the rough, uh, but there is some thick rough right off the green, right off, you know, just a few yards off the fairway. Um, so, I mean, that I understand why they would do that. Uh, that they, you know, it, when you look at the U S on paper, you know, they're not the most accurate players. Um, but the thing about match play, and I, this goes off of what you said, you know, your mentality changes. Um, because if you lose a hole, you've not, it doesn't matter how many strokes you've lost it by. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can change, you know, the way people hit putts, um, in particular, uh, and it can turn a bad putter like potentially like Scotty Scheffler can make him, you know, have less fear, have uh, less apprehension about hitting putts, and he could start rolling the rock better. I did see too that he was actually working with a European European putting coach over there. Um, so who knows as far as his particular stance goes? But um, yeah, I mean the course does look fun. That the, the backside, that the, the the second nine holes is more gettable than the front nine holes. The first hole is a fucking beast, man. Um, yeah. I'll be interested to see, uh, you know, how they play that hole um, because it's long to par four. There's some really long par fours on the front side, especially, uh, but the backside, it does, um, it does, it will be fun for match play because there are, like you said, a lot of drivable holes, a lot of risk reward shots. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it, for as much as I'm going to be able to watch it, I'm really excited to watch it and uh, and looking forward to to seeing the golf on this golf course. Yeah, it should be a ton of fun. So we'll see how that plays out. We're going to go over DraftKings pricing, their strategy involved, because you got to pick your captain for one, then you got to pick the rest of your pool. Your goal is to get whoever plays the most events. You could play up to five, basically, I call them events, rounds, whatever you want to call them, games, uh, matches. I guess it's probably the proper way to go about it. That makes sense. Match play, five matches. Um, it goes, I believe they decided it's four ball and then bet, and then um, alt shot and then four ball alt shot. I think is what they're going with the first two days. And then, and that'll be just uh, f- four total teams. Uh, you want, you want to give us the preview? I have it all like, it, it's all like crunched into my head right now. Yeah, I'm with you. So um, that not everybody will play every event um i I imagine that there will be a lot of rookies who maybe play maybe potentially two matches out of the five possible uh so you have to keep that in mind um but yeah i mean best ball is a a four ball so you got two two man teams 
the best hole, the best score on that hole wins, you know, between obviously the U S and, and the Europeans. And then all shot is just simply that alternate shot, which is a really fun way to play golf, but you don't get to hit as many shots in. It's a lot more nerve wracking. If you ever played all, all shot, it's, there's a lot of nerves that can go into that. Um, but yeah, I believe it's, uh, so there's 30 total points. Is that right? No, 20, 28 total points. So they need, well, sorry, I won't cut you. No, you're fine. Um, 28 total points. So there'll be 16 on Sunday. And so prior to that, then there would be what 12 more points. So six points a day. So three matches, right? Yep. In, in each, in each. So three matches, best ball, three matches, all shot, three matches, best ball, three matches, all shot. If I'm doing the math right there, if I'm not, I'll go fuck myself. Uh, I'll, I'll pull it up right here because I've looked at it a million times. I'm just so that I just brain farted as I was talking. I didn't know if you had it in front of you, but I'll I'll make I this I'll, I'll make this real simple uh, because <laughs> it's been tweeted out a million bazillion times. Um, so the initial schedule, of course, they have a million other tweets to not make it simple. Oh, there's here. twelve singles. So yeah, right, so there's singles. four. Is everybody okay? Here, here's your schedule. Here's the official schedule on Friday. There's four foursome matches. So you'll have eight from each side going out in the morning, teamed up in pairs of two. In the afternoon, you have four four-ball matches. On Saturday, you have four foursomes, and then in the afternoon, you have four four-balls. So you'll have eight guys in the morning, eight guys in the afternoon, eight in the morning, eight in the afternoon, and you have 12 on Sunday. Everybody plays Sunday. Everybody plays Sunday no matter what. So some guys might – they try to get you at least one of the first four events out there to get loose before Sunday, but that will happen. A lot of guys might only play once, um, where other guys will play all the time. Like I'll let Jesse uh, mention something we talked about. But the key is to try to guess who's playing in five events. So all four of the groups yeah. and then the singles because that it's- maximizes your to- total chances of scoring. Especially for the captain on DraftKings, you want somebody who's going to play five because uh, you get points for tied hole, one hole, and then you lose points for a lost hole, and then you win points for winning the match. And then if you win the match, like with holes left, you get more points. Um, so obviously, you want somebody's going to have the most chances to play. The other thing is, is like, you know, if you look at the pairings, which I'm sure we'll talk about a lot when we get here, but, you know, for, just for example, Cantlay and Xander traditionally have played together. So if, you know, if they're playing all of the matches before the singles, you know, if you just play Cantlay, then you, then you get the points. Um, you don't have to play them both. That makes sense. Yep. hundred percent. So yeah, that's, that's, that reminds me back to like when we did um, president's cup last year, I think it was last year. President's I think this is, that was the first year that, that DraftKings had anything for this. Yeah. And it was like, okay, you get to pick your teams or even like easy example. Like you didn't have a captain as much. Oh yeah. You did have a captain this yeah. last year when you did that stinking, um, you know, the new Orleans tournament where they team up. Yes. And you had to decide who you wanted to take and all that kind of stuff. Different format. Obviously you're not going up in matches, but uh, same theory. When you do um, the Dell match play, you don't play teams, but you play in pods and that kind of theory. So just just realize you want the most chances to advance. But I like your point, like if you take Xander, you probably don't need to take Cantley unless you basically pick which one you think does better on Sunday. 
is what it comes down to. You could go that way, or you could take them both and get double. Take them both and maximize. But obviously, if they lose, then you're getting double the loss. So yeah, so it's the risk rewards you wish to take. But yeah, if you if you think they do well, because they're going to play together, they're probably going to play all four, like Jesse said. So it comes down to Sunday, and you're going to get bonus points for finishing early for the most holes won. Blah blah blah, blah, whatever way. So if you want to predict somehow, if you know the secret weapon, more power to you. But if you want to predict who does better dominating wise, because you don't even know who they're playing. That's the thing is you have no clue. Pairings will be out Thursday night for the first foursomes on Friday. That's all we will know going into it. So the key is if you're setting a lineup and you look at those four foursomes and somebody in your lineup isn't playing in the first four foursomes, you might want to reevaluate things real quick. Yeah. Just going to throw that yeah. out there to you as well. Because the, 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 the pods or the, the, the pairings are pretty – I almost guarantee Zach Johnson's already got his pairings down. He, like, oh, he knows who's going to play with who, you know. Yep. Um, so just barring something wild happens, something, somebody playing terribly, obviously a freak injury, um, they're set already. So like, you know, just about know Patrick Cantlay is going to play with Xander and Speed's going to play with JT. And that kind of goes into the tweet that we were talking about before this with, from Freddie couples who said that Xander and Cantlay and Speed and Thomas are probably going to play four matches. So, I mean, that right there probably tells you they're going to play at least three out of the four to begin with, and they obviously have a match on Sunday, which is a lot. Um, generally speaking, there you at least get one. Typically, unless you're just you know there's something weird going on, they'll get they'll give the guys at least one match off. So four is a lot. Five would be, you know, obviously the max and. I'd say Rory and guys like that will play five. Rory, Hovland, those would be my two favorites on Euro to play five. Um, I think they want those horses out there as much as humanly possible. Now, if you're looking at like the U.S. siding, we'll do DK, but this this all comes down to theory when you're looking at it. Um, I'd kind of, like for me, if I'm talking Euros, I'd have it like Rory, Hovland, Rom as my top three for going five do you have anybody else that stands out do you have a different would you prefer no. rom over those guys like no i think i think rom could be a little bit of a dark horse um that, he's, you know, he's not getting a lot right of chatter now. uh obviously rory's the the player coming in for the for the europeans and it's in victor's just coming in red hot um so as far as his current form goes and then rom is just not you know not really coming in with a whole lot of buzz um but does have a winning match with play record uh you know four three and one in the Ryder cup yeah, no, that's definitely something for sure. So we'll have to check that out. When he talked about U.S., though, Spieth's the one getting all the love because of his past history and events like this. But, you know, Scheffler's still one of the best in the world. Just can't putt. Brooks is Brooks. Xander's amazing. Cantley. Like, who do you think are your favorites for the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be. I think Scheffler probably plays four, if not five. They The thing about Scheffler is they may, you know, initially have him with Burns and then potentially switch swap one of the rookies out. Um, I could see him playing with maybe Wyndham, Clark. Uh, and then um, other than that, I think Cantlay and Shoffley are, are going to play as much as they possibly can. Morikawa is interesting to me because he's he's undefeated. So is Cantlay all time in the Ryder Cup, which is just one year. But last year, Morikawa went 3-0-1. So did Cantlay, 3-0-1. Um, and Xander's 3-1 overall. So uh, th- those, are, those are three really kind of – Lower price golfers we'll talk about here in a second, but um I I just I can't see them sitting Scotty Scheffler at all. 
I don't see him sitting Saudi just for the way he strikes. And if it's like a, a better ball format or an alt shot, then you might not even need him to putt that much. Right, <laughs> right, the, right. That's the, I mean, that's the especially with Scotty on alt shot. But the thing is, too, is, you know, you look at best ball, you know, it, it, he misses a putt and may not be as big as when he's playing his own ball. So uh, let's have some fun with this now. Um, again, we'll talk, we'll talk DK. I promise we'll get there. But uh, the game theory side of things. So the, the practice groups that went out, on Tuesday, this kind of gives us an idea. Of like you see, they like to pair these guys up early to see how they can play the course. Sure. So we'll, st- we'll start with the U.S. here. Spieth and Thomas, we already know are together. Canley and Shoffley, we already know uh, that was simple, done. But we saw more call with Homa, Cal, Cal guys, which kind of makes sense. Harmon and Fowler, that actually kind of makes sense to me as well. Weirdly enough, Scheffler and Burns, that's automatic as Texas, unless and these are always subject to change. But they make sense. I love the idea of a Brooks Kepka, Wyndham Clark, and I don't know why. I absolutely love the concept of those two playing together. Um, I can see that, it. I think they, that can they be both a have a course fun, fun one. For they me. both have that kind of chip on their shoulder attitude. Uh, Cause yeah. I, I saw a, uh, a quote from Wyndham this week talking about how he thought he was as good of a golfer or mm-hmm. if not better than Rory McIlroy. And that's paraphrasing what his quote is not exact by any means, but um, so they both kind of got that chip. And, and I think that could be a strong pairing to be honest with you. I like that pairing quite a bit. Um, and again, these could all change. Like you could see Scheffler, like Scheffler and Spieth could be dangerous if you want to put those Texas the way Spieth can putt, uh, things along those lines. I just don't know if it'll happen. Like Fowler and Scheffler, I think would be really good because Fowler can putt. Uh, so you put those together, that could be enticing. On the Euro side, we saw McElroy and Lowry. That's the Irish combo, which we kind of expected. Fleetwood and Straka is interesting. Rom and Hovland and Hatton and Hayberg. I think you get uh, Hovland and, and Hayberg seems to be the one that everyone talks about. So a Rom Hatton heads exploding team would be quite entertaining <laughs> when I saw that. I like guess something goes south there. Oh boy. And then you got Fitzrose, <laughs> McIntyre, Hogard. Um, you know, there's four rookies on each side McIntyre, Hogard, Aberg, and um, Straka on the Euro side. So, you know, there's only one team with the rookies together there. So what's your thoughts on the team Euro side of it? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really see them playing Hogard that much or Bobby Mack um, or Sepp Straka. I mean, I you know, I, it's hard to roll those guys out. Just, just like Brian Harmon. I mean, Brian Harmon had a great year, but he's not very intimidating when it comes to, uh, you know, just looking at him. I mean, if that's kind of something that you're going to weigh – and his golf game, you know, obviously he's, he's I don't know, it's, it's it just, he's a, he's a rookie. So like a lot of these rookies will not play a whole hell of a lot because it is a different kind of pressure as well, especially when you get the alt shot. It's just insane amount of pressure on every shot for 18 yeah. holes or however many holes you last. Well, that's why when they try to put the rookies out, they try to pair them up with like, that's why they, they want Aberg with Hovland or Rory. That's pretty much what they want. Yeah. And it makes, it makes all the sense in the world. But uh, like when I said you got Bobby Mack and Hogard, that's a grouping that might go out once before Sunday. Yeah. That's kind of how that one plays out unless they start mixing things up there and put Bobby with – maybe they put Bobby with Rose or or something like that because Rose I saw has the most points out of anybody in this uh, Ryder Cup, which is pretty insane to think about he as does. well. He's, he's 13, 8, and 1 all time. Nobody else has double digits like wins uh, in the Ryder Cup. Uh, Rom, or Rose – oh, excuse me, Roy does 12, 12, and 4. So Jesus, that's just yeah. insane to think how good those guys have been. Um, anything else you want to hit pairing ideas before we do DK? 
Nah, let's just go straight to DK, DK here. Okay, I did not make a custom model. I just have like kind of overall stats of us 24 rounds because I don't think a model is going to help me a ton right now. <laughs> but um, we look at the guys, the pricing-wise, um, I believe this is price for captains unless it's freaking out of this world. Yes, Scheffler at fourteen seven. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 the captain price. That's what I thought. Okay, so these are captain prices. Um, I can gosh. I can give this the normal price if you want me to. That would be great if you could. Yeah, yeah. So you got um, Scotty Scheffler at ninety eight hundred, Rory ninety six hundred, Rom ninety two hundred, Cantlay nine thousand. So you got that handful of guys over nine thousand. Uh, how do you see paying up for this? Because obviously, and, and I'll, I'll just say this: I've seen it all over Twitter already. There's a lot of cheap U.S. players that people are just plugging in. So um, how do you approach this top area? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you captain one of these guys, um, so the price goes up. I don't even know what it is. It's from uh, Scheffler's 14.7, Rory's 14.4, Rom's right. 13.8, and Cantley's 13.5. So that's like 4,500 more or whatever. But anyways, it, the percentage is like 25. I don't even know what it is. I, I knew it at one point. Don't know it anymore it spends a lot of cap because you're still at $50,000 salary cap. So um, I think that obviously all four of these guys will probably play at least four matches. So they're really safe to play. Um, but just captaining them makes it a little bit more difficult. And you do have to go down and kind of dumpster dive and, and just hope that some of these guys down at the bottom are going to play a lot of golf. So yeah. with that being said, I, I would play all four of them if I'm playing a bunch of them. Like Cantlay, though, I mean, he's got to be chalky, right? He's got to be like a hundred percent owned. Yeah, I don't have any ownership numbers just yet. Those will come out tomorrow. It looks like, but everyone's talking Cantlay, especially at nine thousand right. dollars. That's going to be. Besides the guy that we're talking about after him, should be very, very popular this week. That uh, should be a common theme. So um, we'll talk about our top captain guys afterwards. But out of these four, I think Cantlay is probably obviously the cheapest, but. Do you think he's the best, or would you still pay it for Scotty if you could afford it? Um, I, I I would tend to lean like if I'm going to play Cantlay, I would rather just go down and get Chef or Shoffley at 8200. Um, you know, so I'm just kind of avoiding Cantlay altogether, but just to save some money there because I, I do think you have to have one of these top three in your lineup because I I think that you're probably going to get the top point score out of one of those three, in my opinion there's a good chance at least one of these guys, if not more of them, play all five. So you're 100% correct there. Um, let's just have a fun flip side. Out of these four, which one do you think doesn't play five? Rom. Is he the only one who has a chance, maybe? Depending on how he's playing. I think I think Scheffler, if he's off in any ways, could get a little – I might be overthinking it, though. But that that's the craziness of this event. So <laughs> I'll throw that out right now. Um, in the next wave here, I do have pricing up now. In the 8K range, Vic is 88, who I'm actually shocked at that price. Brooks is 86, Fleetwood 84, Xander 82, Morikawa 8,000. How is Xander and Victor Hovland not the most popular people on this entire slate? Yeah, I think I think uh, Vic's going to be very popular. So is Xander. I, I like myself. I like Morikawa. I, I mean, depending on what yeah. they end up doing with his pairing, if they put him with Homa and he's in, those two are playing the first. Um, I think he's a kind of a sneaky guy here to uh, play at least four matches, um, but also have he's got. I know that they beat the shit out of him the last time that they played him uh, at Whistling Straits. He went three zero and one, but that to me tells me that the guy's got the the moxie to play 
Um, and so, yeah, the other guy, you know, in my opinion is Brooks. I, we don't really know. I know that they just played some kind of shotgun start um, <laughs> event in Chicago. I'm not even really sure uh, if and, anybody and Bry- knows. Bryson won that official event. Don't you worry Bryson about won. It. He beat uh, Anabon Lahiri in a Teammate playoff, Anabon. apparently. Teammate Anabon The only reason I know this is because one of my, one of my good friends – uh, bet Lahiri and was sweating this event and texting me, texting my girlfriend. Wow, the, the sign of a true it. degenerate right there. <laughs> the sign of a true. I bet Annabon Lahiri at a three round live golf event. Wow. Well, he's, uh, he likes to bet. Let's just put it that I, way. I respect and, it. Uh, I respect it. So he was going through it. And so, like, he was, you know, talking about it. And of course, I ended up seeing like Bison, uh, his reaction once Lahiri missed the putt. I don't know, whatever. Long story short, Brooks, he's got the mentality. So um, I think you're too popular, most popular by far out of here, or like you already mentioned, Victor and, and Xander. Yeah, I'm with you on Victor and Xander, but I think Brooks is very, very enticing. Um, I love the Morikawa call. Like, if I can somehow do like a Vic, Xander, Morikawa in this realm, I'd be very, very happy. If I could somehow, I think. It, well, we'll get to our captains later, but I think one of these guys might be my favorite captain spray. Yeah, um, it's, it's there for sure because it just saves so much salary, man. It saves so much salary. The other guy I want to mention here, since we talked about everybody but him, Fleetwood is great in these events, man. He's great in these events. It's a Euro course where you don't have to be a bomber by any means. Um, it's very, very interesting to think of uh, Tommy Fleetwood here. Are we just add on fleets? Is he priced too no, high in this range? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, 4-2-2. Two, and two. Um, could be kind of the sneaky guy between again, you know, like kind of the more cow lower own guy here. Um, who 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 do you think he's going to play with? Um, from those early pairing suggestions, would be Sepp Straka, which does hurt him a bit. Maybe, maybe you never know. Sepp's one of the better approach guys in the game. If they're playing alt shot or Fleetwood could get him in the fairway, that could be big because Sepp yeah. can get wonky off the tee. Yeah, that's just an odd pairing to me. That's the problem with the Euros. They're very top-heavy, and then it gets really spread out down below. Like, I would almost have Fleet. I'd have Fleetwood with Fitz. Yeah, maybe Fitz or Rose. Yeah, but I think they want Rose. They they have Rose and Fitz, which makes sense. But I'd have Fleetwood with one of those two would be my two. I'd have Strzok with, like, McIntyre, personally. Yeah, and you're just kind of throwing away a point. Because I think Hogard's a better option in this event. He's had great success here. You throw Hogard with like a Rose, then go Fitz Fleetwood. I think that's got some appeal to it. But what do we know? They didn't ask us to be captains, man. No, we don't have the analytics they have. Maybe so, one day. Maybe, maybe for the DFS Open. Um, <laughs> 7K range. Now it gets fun. Now you get to really start thinking, uh, well, there's a mispriced guy here that'll be very popular. But you have Hatton at 78. Homa at 76, Spieth, who will be owned everywhere at $7,400, Fitz at 72, Ricky at 7K, and we'll stop there. But Spieth is one of the guys we're expecting to play at least four, if not five events, like all of them potentially. At 7400 bucks, he's going to be lock buttoned into so many lineups. At the same time, if you want to play game theory, if he just loses in all five of those events, you came out so far ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, fading Spieth is is definitely um, a a route to take. Completely. I mean, that. So Ricky is three seven and five all time at this event. Not great. Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick oh five and oh all time in this event. Uh, Homa's a rookie 
Uh, Spieth obviously is what he is. And then Hatton, I think, is super interesting. Two, four, and one, though, all time in this event. Um, if he's if he's playing with Rom, oh, then, I, I would be watching that pairing like a freaking hawk. It'd be fun to watch for sure. Mike him but up. Mike him up. <laughs> Hatton to me just has that kind of uh, that mentality of of match play, kind of like a Poulter did back in the day. Hundred um, percent. So Hatton would be interesting. I think Homa is very interesting. Obviously, Spieth is what he is. The other two, I mean, Ricky and Fitz, they're hard to play with those records, but. Uh, you know, Fitz would probably be above, like I just said, slightly above Fowler for me, even though he's more, you know, $200 more. Yeah, what it comes down to with Fitz, if you believe Fitz is paired with Rose, Rose is cheaper, and Rose probably plays every time. So you got that going for you. So you just kind of cancel Fitzy out there is the yeah. way I look at it. Um, unless you go for ownership, which is odd because it doesn't really matter, but Fitz would get Rose's points, blah, 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 whatever. Um I love the Hatton call because also the thing with Hatton, you mentioned those records before. I think we can all agree much better golfer right now than he was then much better yeah. golfer. So he's, he's had a really good year. I love him coming into this event and just that mentality. We talked about chipped on your shoulders with Brooks and, and Wyndham. Um, he's got a mountain on his back. That's sort of <laughs> just the way he explodes. It feels like. So I'm really excited. Like I hope there's a, um, a sponsorship for repairing shafts out there. It, it'll be fun with him and Rom. So, um, yeah, I, I like the hat and call quite a bit. And then Homa, I'm with you on. He's been a guy I've been staring at the last two days is as a guy that um, very enticing to me. Very enticing because if you like Morikawa, great chances they're paired together. And Homa's a much better golfer than I think people give him credit for. I think it comes down to how many matches does Homa play in. Is the, is the interesting part. Right. So uh, we'll, we'll see there. 6K range. You got JT at 68, Aberg at 64, Rosie at 6K, Wyndham at 58, Lowry 54 is going to mix them all together. Burns 52, Hogard 48, Harmon 46, Straka 42, Bobby Mack 4,000. So pretty much your punt plays down here. Yeah. Um, JT will be interesting to see how that plays out. You got Rose, and then you got a bunch of other kind of handful of guys. So how do you look at this? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, so it'll be interesting to see the pairings uh, initially too. Um, if like, like Lowry obviously is probably going to be paired with with Rory, so you can kind of ride the coattails there, get a cheaper, much cheaper guy in Lowry if you think he's going to play all the matches with Rory, assuming that they're rolling. Um, Clark is interesting to me just because it seems like he does have that, like I already mentioned that quote that he had, got that chip on his shoulder. If he's going to play a bunch with Brooks, very interesting pairing. Would love to see that. Uh, I've heard rumors that Burns and obviously uh, Scheffler are playing together. So if you want to ride those coattails. And the last four, I don't know if they're playable at all. Um, you know, I mean, obviously you could. Hoygaard, like you already mentioned, has had success around this at this particular he's, golf yeah, course. Yeah, he's won here for going out loud. Like. Uh, 4,800, but how much is he going to play? Brian Harmon's probably going to play at most three matches, I would say. You see, the picture, you see the picture today of Harmon warming up by himself like 100 yards away from the rest of the team? No, but that's weird. That's very freaking weird. That, that, yeah. I, know I might be overthinking it, but that does concern me a bit in a team event. Like, that's a little odd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that does not make me feel good. <laughs> I mean, because there's, there's either something really bad wrong with his game, and he's like, I need to get away and, like, figure yeah. this shit out. Or there's – no chemistry. Potentially some bad chemistry there, or he's just a fucking head case and he can't 
more mother yeah, people. Like something's not something, right? I don't like any, <laughs> any of those answers right now. <laughs> so far, we've not come to a, like, no. there's nothing good there. No. Yeah, so that's a reason not to play him. I mean, I probably wouldn't play him anyways, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Rose and, and Aberg obviously is going to be super popular, and so is JT. Yeah. yeah, I don't go below Burns. Like Burns, the Scheffler narrative, hundred percent makes sense. Even if you and down here, you just want like three rounds out of these guys. If you can get them, you'll be cool. Right. If you get more than three, you're gravy. So that's why, like, I love Justin Rose because outside of them saying he's old and needs a rest, I think he he's out there a lot. Like he's that he's that on the course captain. Like Rory is the on the course captain. Don't get me wrong, but. Veteran wise, Rose is the dude. Rose is the Rose is the polter right now. Yeah. Like he's he's out there and they and Europe's shown in the past, like US will just give that guy a freaking earpiece, let him walk around like Phil did or something. Euro wants the dude on the course. Like they want him out there. Yeah. And um, so I could see Rosie playing a lot. Um, and that could be a fun pivot off of Aber because Aber will be super chalky and maybe for good reason, because he's either gonna be paired with Hovland or Rory, which usually ends up pretty darn good. Um and then we talked about it. I love the Wyndham idea. I really do. If you put Wyndham with Brooks, you can put Wyndham with so many guys because the way he can putt, um, just the way he's striking the golf ball, he won the U.S. Open for Christ's sake, plus the Wells Fargo. Uh, there, there's a lot of interesting scenarios. Given his drive on 18 at the Open would not work well here. That would be a, a big no-no. But um, it, it does make for an interesting situation down here. Let's recap things real quick. I know we're all over the boards. Hopefully it's helping people, but – Literally, it's all strategy, and you really don't know anything until Thursday when the first pairings come out. <laughs> so we're yeah. just giving you the brass of it. Nine um, K and above. Who's your number one option between Scheffler, McIlroy, Rom, and Cantlay? I'd say I'd say Rory. It's hard to disagree with that. It really is. Um, yeah, I'll I'll stick with Rory because I just play X if I like Cantlay. Um, 8K range, you got Hovland, Brooks, Fleetwood, Shoffley, and Morikawa. I really like Morikawa in that range. Just, I don't, just don't disagree. Lower owned. Yeah. Much lower owned. I think it's a great call. I love Vic. I think Vic's going to, if Euro wins, Vic's admit the reason why. I You're probably right. I think he's a tremendous. He'll, <laughs> what I just said there should give you a tip on the next segment we're going to discuss. But um, yeah, big, 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 big dick Vic fan. 7K range, you got Hatton, Homa, Speed, Fitz, Fowler. Yeah, I'll take. Uh... Hatton. I'm with you there. Um, Speeth will be the popular play. I'll go Hatton as well. And then your favorite punt. Um, I'm going to say Justin Rose. Yep. Rosie's my dude as well. And based on how we built our lineups, we have Team Europe winning this thing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's pretty much. But what I'll say is, like like I said earlier, between listening to Mayo's pod and reading a bunch of stuff, looking at the internet, and Mayo's was just like a very, very brief preview. Like they haven't even done their DK or anything like that. It was just Cam and um, Feinberg and Mayo discussing the potential bets and everything. Uh, they were discussing how easy it is to fit like an all-USA lineup because of the USA value. So y- Europe's going to get crazy overlooked on paper on this thing. We'll see what ownership looks like. But let's have fun with it here now. Favorite captain's play, Jesse? I'm going to go with um, Xander Shoffley. That makes sense. It's 12-3. It gives you a bunch of savings. Right now, I'm looking at Victor Hovland at 13-2. little pricey, but you can make that work if you believe in Team Europe. Um, there's definite potential there. So, yeah, I'm going Vic at 13. If you had to go secondary, who would be your secondary captain player? Uh, it, th- then I would probably go um, with, like, fuck, that's hard. Yep. 
I think Morikawa. Hovland. I'd probably tell you. Yeah, I think Hovland was, but my my U.S. guy, because I, I think Xander is the play. I'm with you 100% because you get the savings. You get the guy that's going to play pretty much every time. Phenomenal in this format, coming in good for like everything checks every freaking box on Xander Shoffley. I think Morikawa is a phenomenal pivot off of Xander. I agree. If you believe Morikawa, which you and I do, I think that's a like one of the lower owned captain plays you could play on this slate that has the potential to play all five and do very, very well. So um, that'd be my pivot there. All right. Let's have some fun in the prop betting world because we don't really need to build lineups. Um, unless do you want to start out? Do you want to try to build a lineup no, right now? No, yeah, it's kind of it's it's impossible without knowing the pairings. That's why yes. it's not a cop out, people. It's just the way it is. Uh, we'll come back to the overall stuff. Let's talk props here for a minute. And I'll name a few here um, to have some fun. We don't want team props. I want well, we can do team props here. Do, do, do USA props. Who do you think is the top scorer from Team USA? Um, I had clicked on that just because I think there's some value there. Jordan Spieth at plus eleven hundred. I think that's phenomenal value, honestly. Like yeah. we already talked about how cheap he is in DK. Should play every time out. Like people want Xander at plus six hundred. We both like calling at eight hundred. But if you want value, yeah. I'm with you on Spieth at eleven. If you want Uber value, for some reason, my foreshadowing makes sense. Wyndham Clark at 16 is really nice. But yep. I think that's more me thinking he's going to play a lot, not that he's going to be the top point scorer. So there's two different things there. Top European point scorer. Um, yeah, Rose, is, Rose is 1,200. Uh, yeah, I mean, Rose at 1,200 is, is, is the speeth of the U.S., right? Yep. Uh, Otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's like Hovland at five to one is not. Yeah, I just thought that's still not bad value, all things considered. No, I mean, because who's playing better golf in the world right now than Victor Hovland? Nobody, nobody. Nobody. Like, I guess Aberg will be popular because he'll be with Hovland or McIlroy at at plus one thousand. But yeah, that's that's an interesting one as well. Um, Event props. Who do you think the top point scorer is? Period between the two. Overall, yeah, Hovland's ten to one. Hovland at ten to one has definitely got some some value. I mean, is it, these are like better odds than fucking to win. Yes, golf tournaments. Like if all these guys were in in the same yeah. golf tournament and there was yeah. only this is hilarious. Twenty four of better them. Odds here. I mean, Scheffler would be like plus one hundred. Yeah, this is hilarious actually. <laughs> um, yeah, because Hovland at ten to one, Xander at twelve. Spieth to at one. twenty. Spieth uh, if you think 20. he's going to be top U.S. And Rose at twenty. And, and you think he's going to they're going to win? Then twenty to one is is really good. On him, um, oh. yeah. I mean, and then you got the the Morikawa, just the same thing at sixteen there. Overall, yeah. like if you if you think the U.S. is going to win, obviously they're going to have the top point score most likely. Uh, so, some good value on those two guys. Interesting. Um, do you think any players win zero points? Because this is a fun prop bet. Like I saw Feinberg is tweeting out about Cupka. He's he got him at forty to one. He's down to eighteen to one now to get zero points. Um, what like Rory's, what's that under? Uh, under player points under the prop section. Okay, got it. To win zero points, um, like Robbie Max. So some of the guys we talk about not playing a ton. Bobby Max plus two seventy five because we think he might play once or twice. Hogarth's plus three hundred. If you want some odds, like you have to go deeper. We like Rose to play a lot, so it's a little different. Um, like for me, if I have to get dicey, if you think. Um, if you think like a Ricky or a Fitz struggle, they're eight hundred and nine hundred and eight to one, nine to one. But it's tough. Who do you like in this? Yeah, I, I can't pull it up. I'm looking at player points, and it says to win five points. Uh, next to it, there's is there a thing for zero points. No, I don't that's have it. Interesting. Yeah, no I guess that's California only. 
Uh, we can't even bet here. That's the funniest part. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I can just access no. the website. Um, okay, let's do, let's do to win five points then. Anybody you got here? That means basically they sweep uh, all five no. events. I don't see it happening. Like, that that's how crazy. 25 to one for Rory. Yeah, 25 to one is great odds, but I just don't. It's Vic, so hard. To I'd, do. I'd rather take top score. Like Vic's yeah. twenty-eight to one here. What was he like? Twelve to one to be top score. Give me a top score for like half the half the odds. Because <laughs> you might literally right. be pissing your money away if you wake up on a Friday and they're sitting one out. <laughs> yes. You just, you just yes. lit it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> just gone. Um. All right. So then let's talk. Do do do. Oh, it just took me off to a whole other page. Uh, back to the Ryder Cup here. So we did we did uh, tournament props. We did team props. We did. Let's do uh, U.S. props. We did that already. We did European props. We did. It. We've done all the props. That's all they got. Do you have any other props you want to look at? Oh wait, 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 wait. There's props under each country now. Oh yeah. Um, let's have some more fun with this. U.S. captain picks were Brooks, Spieth, Fowler, Morikawa, Thomas Burns. Top U.S. captains pick. Do you like, like Spieth at four fifty or Morikawa at three to one? I, I, I like Morikawa three to one there. Uh, but but Spieth at four four and a half is not terrible. Yep. Top U.S. rookie Homa is one sixty, Burns two sixty, Wyndham two sixty, Harmon five hundred. I like I like Clark at two sixty. Yep. I, mean, I think that's I like, not I like that as well. I think that's that's very. Uh, who do you think makes the opening U.S. tee shot? This is a fun one. <laughs> Where's that at? See, how do I get all these odds you don't have? I don't know, man. Are <laughs> okay, you logged so, in? So Scheffler, no, I'm not. That's the beauty no, of it. Scheffler's, Scheffler's plus 340, Harmon's plus 3,500. So they go that's all between a, there. That's a weird fucking prop. Basically, you, you know have to I mean? in now to see who tees off first for the U.S. Okay, we'll skip that one. European props. Um, top Great Britain or Irish point score. Do you have that one? Uh, I mean, now they're just logging me out, checking my location on DraftKings. <laughs> okay. I mean, top European rookie, Aberg, Straka, Hogard, or McIntyre. I mean, it's Aberg. What's his? Aberg is plus one sixty-five. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to to go with any of those other guys. Hogard, because of the course history, would be the only one that you. I think top your Euro- top European captains pick you have Fleetwood, Aberg, Rose, Lowry, Straka, Hogard. I got it pulled up now. Um, I like you know Fleetwood at two twenty five. There, I'm surprised he was a captain's pick. That's that's pretty crazy. wild. Yeah, but Rose at three fifty is not Rose terrible. Three fifty is nice. Yeah. I love it. They have top continental European. So Rom, Aberg, Hogard, Hovland, Straka. It's basically non England or Ireland. So but they, continental. But they also have top England and Ireland. Yeah, that was the one I told you earlier. And he couldn't find it. That was the I funny part. Um, yeah, top. This is awesome. Like, I wish I could do these bets. I'd be you get you get to start doing this, Jesse. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Thursday. All right. That's Thursday. enough props. I think people are probably like, you guys are just stupid now. Let's <laughs> give them what they really want. This number has changed a ton, Jesse. Who's winning it? U.S. minus one ten. Europe plus one fifteen. Tie plus one thousand. Yeah, yeah. So the first bet that I'm making on DraftKings legally in the state of Kentucky is the United States to win. And they, they've got it boosted, actually, to plus 110 if you opt in. Um, so you can get the United States at plus 110, which is what I will bet once I'm able to come Thursday morning. There you have it. I think, unfortunately, I think Europe wins this thing. I hope not. I hope not. I really don't. But I think Big Dick Vic puts on a show. 
<laughs> I think I think it's what we see, but um, we'll see. I just think top to bottom, the U.S. is a better team. I do not disagree with that at all. Um, I I just it's, think it's, it's one of the one of those. It's going to uh, be different lobby. because you know obviously we're it's there we're on their turf. It's going to be all their fans or ninety five percent of their fans. So, uh, but just from the perspective of just. It, I feel like the same. I feel like it's the same thing every year. Like yeah. they, they, all the Europeans are going to win, even when it's on our soil. And we just beat the absolute shit out of them last year. And the team's not that much different. I know that we've had a lot of changes uh, with people going to shotgun starts and shit like that. But um, it's still a really good team, in my opinion. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a fun one. Um, yeah, it starts off early Friday morning. Late Thursday night depends on where you live. I think it's ten thirty my time on Thursday night, like one thirty your time. No, perfect. Yeah, give or take. And um, so I'm going to miss most of the first two days. Sunday I'll get to watch some. Um, to I watch the, a... at least the end of the first day, I guess on on Friday, and then wake up, make some college football lineups on Saturday, and watch that. Hell yeah! And then going to the Bengals Titans game on Sunday. So oh, I'll you have a watch full weekend ahead of you on the way. To, yeah, yeah, it's going to be. Well, hopefully, Joe Burrow. It's in Nashville walking. too. So. Hopefully Joe Burrow's walking properly for you. They, he looked, they he looked all right yesterday. They finally figured some shit out, I think. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I like the Bengals. I like rooting for them. So we'll see how it goes. But hope this guy's this helped you all. I know it's kind of all over the place, but that's what this lineup building is for the Ryder Cup. It's more of a fun route for your country or whoever you want thing. But building lineups a little dicey. Uh, so wait till things come out on Thursday. Have a better idea of who to pair. Make sure you have those guys in your lineups at least. So you have a shot to uh, fill things out. But final thoughts, Jesse, before we take off. Yeah, if you've never experienced a Ryder Cup, I highly recommend watching as much as you possibly can. If that means staying up late or whatever it is for you, this is the only golf event that I've ever been able to get my wife to watch. Yeah, it's pretty impressive if you can get her to watch it. Yes. But, um, and then have you seen that uh, Beth page where it's going to be at in the U.S. next time around? They uh, are building a super stadium that surrounds the 18th green and the first tee box. No, I didn't. No, Dude, I didn't see that. Freaking amazing! So that'll be that'll be sweet. That's all I'm I wish they'd say. have it someplace besides Beth Page, though. Beth Page to me is just kind of like, a, yeah, it's it's a, it's a rough trek. I'll say that much. It's a I rough mean, it's, one. It's a hard golf course, but like, I just feel like we have way more golf courses that we could put on display. This is true, and, and have a great time at. But I, I will not disagree with that one bit. But we'll see what happens. Uh, if you guys have any questions, Chelsea's on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods, podcast at Always Press DFS. I'm at BD Entrick. And until next time, this was your Always Pressing PGA DFS preview of the 2023 Ryder Cup. Catch you all later. Hey,